Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. On this week's winning pod, we put MacArthur out to pasture. Milicic reminds us why curriculum football doesn't work. We look ahead to the upcoming rounds and we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke, Jimmy and Morrow. Hey fellas. Hello, Mr. Peter. <laughs> this is all getting a bit easy, isn't it? Oh. Come on. Football's Love pretty it. simple. Yeah. Somebody give us a challenge. Like, what's what's going on? It's all it's too easy. Just another week, another winning pod, baby! Oh, how good. How good. It's not getting old, I can tell you that. Nope. Nah, not at all. <laughs> Didn't really want to leave the stadium last night. No. That was good. Watching all those faces walking up the road. Up to one o'clock again. Can't sleep. Way yeah. too wide. Oh, so wide. Like, yeah. Yep. Watch the early the mornings aren't helping. No. <laughs> no. I was wide. Yeah, I was wide. I'd, I'd rather be hours. wide in that way though than like previous years where mm-hmm. it's just been so angry that I haven't been able to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. There was no sort of in between. Like I was sort of thinking <laughs> this last night that I would have gone with let's sort of finish mid table. Get knocked out the first week of the finals. I would have been more than happy with that. We've gone from one extreme to the other, and I can't handle it. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> return to the age of mediocrity. Yeah, like <laughs> just I would have gone one mediocrity season, and then let's go from there. But it's completely bypassed it. Mm. One extreme to the other. I love to yeah, see it's, it. It's gone from you know sleepless nights trying to work out how to protest to sleepless nights working out how to celebrate. It's, just, <laughs> it's weird. Well, when you go home and watch the replay at the shit knows when o'clock, then you know that's what's going to happen, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, that's it. what I keep doing. I got home and the missus was watching. Um, I think it was like don't what don't trust a bee in apartment twenty three or something like that. And I'm like. Can you maybe just shift and <laughs> <laughs> let me put K? I let her have a few more episodes, and then I think I ended up putting the replay on at about oh, it's just after midnight. So nice. yeah, nice. I've nice. N- not seen that many happy faces leaving the stadium since when I grand final year. Mm. It's a beautiful sight. Even the vibe, just so much happier. People mm. who don't know each other talking to each other about how good it is and how different it is and uh, just thinking about all of those things, all of those positive things that have changed so much in such a short space of time. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I don't know about the whole, um, you know, one to the other. For me, it was like a couple of weeks of, um, I don't want to get the spoon. Oh, we might not get the spoon. Oh, we've got a chance of, you know, getting close to the finals. Oh, we've got a real chance of making the finals. That's about, we're about week, week five now mm. um, now it's like oh actually are we the real deal can we mm. make the top four I think we can make the top four and then it's sort of like shit can we win the minor premiership <laughs> I don't know it's a long way to go Whisper I know but how do you not start thinking about that when the escalator has been escalating because we're Mariners fans <laughs> well there's nothing wrong with riding the Willy Wonka elevator mate and uh, loving it mm-hmm Let's dive into Fred's question. Fred asks this week, does the A-League need to expand to more teams to provide us with more competition? <laughs> yes. I think they could have expanded to better teams <laughs> to provide us with more competition, like Wollongong and Yeah, MacArthur's no good. I mean, we've obviously got them down pat hmm. pretty quick. Um, and Western United, Western of what? <laughs> West, of, Pacific West, Ocean. West of Etihad and anywhere to Adelaide. Yes. What, what is their home game? Ballarat, Tasmania. <laughs> it's crazy. Take they, your pick. Well, they wanted to play out of Amy Park this season. Yeah. They didn't want to play out of Cardinia yeah. or, or Geelong. 
Um, so, you know, they've got no real identity. I don't know how they've managed to engage any sort of core fan base there. No, I, I, I mean... Diamante. Yeah. Oh, fair. Like, yeah, okay. It's a bigger conversation to have, but I, I don't like the two teams that they expanded with. And I think, I think that's pretty across the board. I would have much rather see Wollongong or Canberra or a Tasmania... Like yeah, Tassie away, fucking yes, please. Mm. Like, Isn't it a massive reminder so that, options. that regional teams must succeed? We've got to be able to get out of these places that um, want to end up in cities or be part of cities. That's the third Melbourne team. We've got three Sydney teams, if you want to call it Sydney. Mm. Um, we've got to be able to get Canberra to work, Tasmania to work. We've got to be able North to get Queensland too. Like, North I, Queensland. I know we had a team yes. up there and it you know fell over, but there's, there's a huge there's a potential. Big up there. footballing massive. community up there big footballing community somehow we have to make these teams work even Gold Coast we have to be able to make teams like this work I don't know how we do it or why we can't or haven't but we have to and I don't get the idea of planting a team into a place that has already had at least one team for what 13 seasons 14 seasons I mean where I know that the population's there but I mean if they wanted to pick a team surely they would have done that by now between Sydney and Western Sydney like like <laughs> you know I get obviously MacArthur's sort of a different region and it's a very much a growing region but I just I just don't see it I'm sorry I don't see it it just is either the easy solution or it's the financially uh, you know we, we're too, we're going to do it the easy way because there's money at it that's that's yeah. what it smells yeah, like I think you're onto something there just quietly oh it's money hands down yeah that's what it was but we know about the whole Foxtel basically controlling the expansion and if a team from Melbourne or Sydney got in then it was an extra X amount of money in the broadcast deal which I don't know where that sits at the moment with everything that's sort of happened with the broadcast but I think we're showing right now why regional teams are important there's so many good stories when things go well and it can be done and it can be done like we're getting we're starting to get good crowds we're starting to get good interest and um what is it uh, i don't even know how many rounds we're up to now they're just all good rounds and uh, but however many it is you can just see the interest rising and you can see the the you know connection that the crowd is developing with the players and with the team and with the results and just with the whole process but i was talking to people before the game about how it's okay I'll cop it losing by a goal in a game sometime, and I suppose it'll happen eventually. I, I can't anymore, not after this year. Well, it's getting hard, but but I'll cop it because the way the team's actually representing us is just so proudly. So even the you know Adelaide game, it hurt and they annoyed us, but you know the team they didn't let us down, um, and that's all Coasties want, really. Yeah, at the start of the season, I think I said you know my expectation or my my hope for the season was just to see some some fight, some desire, some hunger to have that competitive streak come back again. And, um, yeah, well, aren't they uh, blowing that out of the water at the moment? The funny thing is, any time that any, even us, you know, will throw a slight bit of doubt at someone, it's like they can hear it. Mm. <laughs> they just lift their game. I it's feel like crazy. Clisby listens to the pod, maybe De Silva listens to the pod and everything you've said must. about them. Well, well um, I think Scott McDonald does as well because I slammed him the other week and yes. then he went and scored a brace and then I did it with someone else the other week. Um, oh, I can't remember who it was. But then, yeah, they went and bagged a brace as well and I'm just like, yeah. I'm just going to stop saying bad yeah. shit about opposition players. Yeah. Well, <laughs> You're I've, all great. I've created a little segment here. It's called Things We Got Wrong and Urena is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Like ever since we, you know, said, oh, you know, he hasn't really impressed. He's just lifted oh, no, that connection with Simon. Do you want to start with the game chat? Let's, yeah, let's start yeah, with let's let's dive in. Yeah, so um, 
Go, go in with a connection with Simon, though. I love this. Yeah, ninth minute, um, Simon gets a deflected goal, but the Urena assist 1-2 and then back to Simon again. Just the relationship they've managed to form, it really sort of flourished against Perth, I know, which is only one game ago. But it's just, these last two games, it's just been incredible. Those combinations are really, really clicking between those two. Mm, and his flick pass that Simon, you know, chested and nearly, like, almost hammered home. It just yeah. fell to his... Uh, probably the, the side where the defender was yep. but you know every time Urania gets the ball he's there and he's looking for someone and I mean he's he's only scored the one goal but we don't need him to be scoring more goals at the moment because he's given the assists laying off plenty of balls so everyone can easily have more assists so far this season and I'll admit I probably wrote him off a bit early said he was a bit slow so, but some of his good touches and that in and around the box have been really, really quality. And his confidence, like in that uh, goal, in those moments before the goal, he picks up the ball nowhere. He's only just in their half. He dropped deep I'm, for the ball, yeah, if I yeah, recall, which I love. Uh, yeah, and so I, he maybe gets a ball just over, just into their half from Ruan Tongic, if I can remember. And he turns, takes on two guys, beats those pair, runs down, makes the one-two with Simon, has the quality to see and uh, find Matty Simon in that position. He's just created something mm. from nothing I so love that goal too because it proves how much he wants the ball because yeah. he drops so deep to get it yeah yeah, and Perfect. that's just confidence and that's got to be the sort of rolling start that we've seen there where maybe he didn't start off you know lighting the place up but over that time and uh, he's got his goal last week and uh, everything's starting to fall into place and Wow, this commentary comment was saying the same thing that this guy's becoming sort of you know how do you rate him on the counter attack though Loses so the ball a bit too much for me. I know there was bit. a couple of points where... So he goes... So defend, everyone's running towards um, opposition goal and he tries to make a run through two defenders and we just can't seem to find him with the ball. Not because... I guess he just doesn't have that extra bit of pace but I think he should just check off, receive the ball at his feet, lay it off to whoever's running behind him and just keep working those one-twos around. Yeah, I mean, it's been the story of the last... Well, even sort of most of the game last week, but even probably especially the last half an hour. And, and I mean, most of the game last night, we, we just could not hold the ball in certain yeah. parts of the game. And especially when, you know, we potentially had a good, maybe a good counter attack on and it sort of wasn't quite on. We maybe tried to force it a bit where we could have easily just, like you said, cut back and sort of hold it up a bit. I think just a bit more patience would be good. That's with him. The, op- the opposite side of the things is with Kowal and Hatch, I noticed, late in the game. Get them in behind 100%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the problem with them is that they were doing what probably Urana yeah. should have been doing. Yes. But like, they would get the ball towards the edge of the 18-yard box instead of trying to take that player on. You've got the pace, guys. Just yeah. go through. Yeah. If you lose it, you lose it. But just don't stand there, wait for them to get reset, and then lose it. Yeah. You know but aren't I mean? we in the small stuff now? Like we're looking for something that we can sort of criticise. Oh, 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 and yeah. I, w- I would say, I would say I that know, you're it's right. It's just ridiculous. I'd say you're right there. But at the same <laughs> oh, time, like for instance, we don't need to uh, keep the ball for winning two nil. No, probably right. And, uh, but I would say, I would say that like we're looking at Danny De Silva, and he keeps trying these little tricks. And you know, th- there's a limit to how many of those that you can try. But I've got so much respect for him trying to make those little things happen at the moment. Uh, Even Urania does it exactly. Yeah. They don't all come off, and we have to have a limit on that. But in order for us to actually have those fantastic moments, then somebody has to try those things. And I'm all over the idea that they will. And and in respect to the two that you just mentioned. To me, there was a massive bit about the inspiration of the substitutions because 
to me, just before that, it looked like we'd been pushed back and uh, mm. that, that uh, MacArthur had found some way to hold the ball better in the final third. Before yep. that, they're holding the ball all right, but they're not in any attacking sense make, putting us under pressure. In those moments before the substitute, they start to put us under pressure. Stadge makes the sub, a little bit of the subs, a little bit later, the first two subs, immediately there's a question mark now in the back line of the opposition uh, through Kowal and who else came on in that first set of substitutions? It wasn't Hutch yet, was it? don't think he came on. Yonata, wasn't it? Yonata. As soon as those pair came on, all all of a sudden Kowal's made a question in the defence, Yonata started uh, being a little bit more calm on the ball in a few places and we pushed them back and they now can't actually continue with that sort of pressure that they had been able to put on us. So, and then he brings on Hatch and someone. The masterstroke. You mentioned though. You mentioned the Macarthur style. Who does that remind you of? Anybody? <laughs> someone who's only got a plan A. Eh? Anyone? Great possession. Your mate, Aaron. Your mate. No comment. <laughs> well, yeah, that didn't work for Paolo it, either. I mean, <laughs> but it does, though, doesn't it? I mean, when when Paolo was here, that was exactly how we played. We held the ball. We held the ball. Knocked it around, knocked it around, knocked it around. Did nothing with it. We most most weeks, most weeks we dominated possession, and we did nothing. We could not score. We did not look dangerous at all. I think Macarthur are a good side, and I think last night we proved they're a good team playing rubbish football. Yeah, but they 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 have the quality players to potentially pull it off. I've just had a message come through uh, with some of the stats from Macarthur's passing last night in particular. More than 55% of the passes, of their completed passes last night, were between their back four and keeper. I mean, Mark (laughs) Milligan. That's how it looked. Mark Mark Milligan last night just controlled the game for them, much like Mazanik does for us. But he had, I think he had had twice as many passes as Mazanik, which, I mean, last night shows how much they just controlled the game. Coming into the game, um, Mariners and MacArthur were opposite ends of possession Mm. and passes. Of yep. the table, but they had most. We had the list. Yeah, which is funny when you look at the table. When yeah, and we're both one and two, so it's two very different styles. Even though we we, I think when we try to control the game, we do it really well. But we're, I think, I guess you could say we're a bit more adventurous than what Macarthur are maybe going forward. A bit more direct. Maybe we don't have the. Maybe we don't have that individual quality like they do. I mean, they've 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 got some good quality there in the midfield, and maybe on another night. Last night, a few of those really dangerous balls into the box. You know, maybe someone gets on the end of it, but... I think we do have that. We're just more adventurous, I think. Now, well, we've got some raw talent, that's for sure. We've got some raw yeah. talent with with quality as well, because you look at players like De Silva, who's yeah. having probably his, his best season in the league um, by far. Mm. Um, Yonata shows, you know, glimpses of absolute quality there as well. We've already yeah. spoken about what Urania brings. Um, and then we've got the, the youth youthful exuberance of players like Kowal, players like Jaden Casella, players like uh, Josh Nisbet, who is actually probably one of the more polished ones um, for from that youth brigade there. So we've got a pretty good... Um, I mean, you look at their midfield. Mix. It's a mixture we've been asking for for years. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you look at their midfield, Susayeta, Puyo, and Benyat. Yeah. That's three quality players. Oh, Susayeta yeah. did a back pass to Birgitti within four yards of the goal. He did, but they are quality and they I think they showed that against Sydney in their last game. But last night, we defended well enough. Our shape was well enough. They just weren't very adventurous, I thought. They had so much of the ball. When the ball's there, it 
when the ball's in there at centre back, they try and spread the pitch as wide as they can. They try and move us sort of side to side to um, you know to try and tire us out. But I think we didn't take the bait last night. I think we we had a lot less pressure on the ball yeah. because we knew how the, how they were going to play. It was completely different um, game management compared to Perth. Like Perth, we really pressed them, gassed ourselves. This mm. match, we just sat back and go, "Yeah, you can have the ball. Yeah. We're just going to sit here." And that was going to be my take. That uh, is this just no? Is is this just astute coaching? Because uh, I'd have to say that I saw a little bit in uh, Ufuk Talley's game plan for Wellingong. Uh, against um, Perth that kind of knew what the, was going to happen and um, tailor the game plan to suit that. The, maybe, it, um, you know, those two teams, Perth and MacArthur, aren't the kind of teams that we can out-hustle in terms of the possession stakes, but there's another way that we can beat teams like that and so smart for us to be able to put together a game plan yep. that just defies them good opportunities, as we have done, and um, gives us those opportunities to use the quality you're talking about. Um, and you didn't include Matt Simon in that quality, like... It's not usually something associated. I think that's just kind of, you know... It speaks for itself. Yeah, well, it's just <laughs> assumed that when we talk about quality, we talk about yeah. Matt Simon now. But it's last week I was just reminded of the, the fact that there's a bit more to, you know, Matty than the, the barge and bash stuff that mm. we've seen for many years or the recent years that because, yeah, he's got great quality too. And it's, it's, yeah. uh, well, even it's everywhere. You know, Stage, it's his renaissance. Stadge said at halftime when they asked him these thoughts on the first half and he said, yeah, it was pretty predictable. So he he, they know. he he knew how they were going to play, you know, coming into that last night, and I think we played it perfectly. The only thing I would say is, if I'm going to be super critical, I mean, they had what 38 crosses into the box to our five or something. It they should have put much. quite a few of those away. Yeah, too. like I said, on another night, someone gets on the end of those, but last night they didn't, and we, you know. Derbyshire was absolutely sorry. Derbyshire was absolutely monstered by Ruan for much yeah. of that game, though. He, he yeah. didn't get a sniff. Yeah, you know, and obviously they're trying to get it into the mixer for players like him and Ruan and Rolls. No I mean, Ruan and Rolls as a centre back pairing, mm. so good, mm. so good. And I would not have been saying that at the start of last season. Can Things I, you love to see. Can I plant a little seed here? That I, I've started thinking about why it is that we're the team that seems to have the best game plan um, in most weeks. And I started thinking about all the other coaches in the comp. Have we got the most experienced coach now? He'd be, he'd be certainly up there. And I think it's it's pretty fitting. I'm just thinking, not A-League experience not necessarily. But, but overall. What other coach overall, has yeah. coached at a World Cup as a head coach? Exactly. Well, I mean, Milicic took the Matildas <laughs> to the World Cup, didn't he? Yeah. And how fitting. What how happened fitting, there? <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> how fitting that he was outcoached by Stadge, his predecessor, uh, on International Women's Day as well. Yes. Mm. I just look yeah. around the other coaches. We've got Garcia. We've got Moon. We've got Chris Norbo. We've got Brebner. We've got... Um, Carl Veer. We've well, got. I think, I think we I spoke missed? about this very early Rudin on. Rudin is probably the only one that is a rival in the club stakes, yeah. even. I think we spoke about this very early on in the season on one of the pods when we were speaking about the head coaches. I think the longest serving coach at the moment is Corica. Yeah, to be Corica. Yeah. And I mean, he's experienced, but. Especially on Arnold. He's, he's what, been a head coach for three seasons now? And he's really ran off with the squad that Arnie left. And, yeah, he's using the Mike know, Mulvey. Yes, method. he's won a championship, <laughs> but I mean, took the words out of my mouth. I yeah. think, I think to be honest, this season he's starting starting to get found out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that we do have the most experienced coach yeah. in the league. Which bizarre. When I started thinking this, it was just bizarring me out that all of a sudden we've gone from the least experienced coach in the league to having the most experienced, <laughs> yeah. and such a benefit from you know that astute coaching. Uh, mm. I think benefit from COVID. Maybe. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. But yes, definitely yes. that has seen the back of some of the bigger names in the comp in terms of the experienced players and probably experienced coaches as well. But it's not um, like there's no visa players here in the competition at the moment. There definitely is. There's still there's quality here. still good quality ones. I mean, they had three of them in the midfield last night. Mm. And we still, we still controlled, we still got the result. That we wanted in the end, and and, so. and if you think about quality midfielders, I can't help thinking that the the one who's dominating the comp the most is still in our team, and started again last night when he where it's about five minutes into the game and he runs along the byline and so, sells the dummy to two of them so he can knock one back uh, for Negro who goes over oh, the top, Danny De Silva should have been in, yeah, should yeah, have hit the like, back of the net there. He's Not the best midfielder in the comp. Yeah, they've so just all been able to you know find uh, ability to hold onto the ball. Under pressure, and then find you know a tight pass. Especially, especially keep Bizanic. it going. Especially Bazanic. Like there was yep. a few times last night there where I thought, oh shit, he's going to lose the ball here. He's got like three players on him, and then he just no. turns away from Somehow, all of them. <laughs> Somehow gets out of it, just spins out and goes here. Here's a ball to Niz or to, you know, I, I don't get how he gets out of some of those situations that he's in sometimes. The Bazanic turn. Yeah, I think it's been it's been coined, hasn't it? Yeah. When it's young players, isn't it also a bit about man management and the coaching as well? Because one of the things I've really noticed is that uh, let's take Kai Rolls. This is a completely different thing than the creative element we just crossed. In previous years to me, Kai Rolls gets sucked out into the wide areas when that's a hard position for a central defender um, to get into. And instead of doing what he's doing at the moment, what he does is he goes with a big, I'm going to clean this up tackle, I'm going to solve the problem by myself, and ends up either getting beat or makes a bad tackle or puts us in under pressure by you know not doing what we probably want. Now, to me, it's noticeable that what he does is he goes out there and he does not dive into the challenge. He channels that guy. He wastes enough time for us to get some more resources behind him so he's got help there. And, and often in doing that, instead of us getting a free kick against or, or something going against us, then we're just able to clean up better than we used to before. And that seems to be a pattern to me across every player on the pitch. Well, this is a question I was going to ask Naz. Like, I think our ability to read players individually and our ability as a team to read the opposition team and to read what they're going to do is just greatly improved on the previous seasons even last season under Stadge um oh yeah i was going to ask him if that's something that specifically been working on also also be, surely also just having the faith in your teammate that they're going to do the job Knowing that if you don't dive into that challenge, that that few seconds that you can waste when you channel that guy out wide is going to be enough for the other defenders to support you. Mm. And they do. They are. You know, that, that is the big change, that both of those things, that they are coming and helping each other and they're not jumping in and not wasting those opportunities. Um, and then the quality shows at the other end because mm. it's there. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you can t- you can see it all over the place that these these guys all back themselves a hundred percent. Yeah, they all believe in themselves, and and it's oh, mate, just be still, my beating heart. Matt Simon, <laughs> close to getting his second. The ball did not go over the line, listeners. Just in case you're <laughs> no, in any no, doubt of that, it didn't look like it did. No, we had so many chances, though, didn't we? Again, like even yeah. even though Macarthur had almost most of most of the possession, the amount of chances that we still managed to create was really good. I think. I mean. Like on another night, Stefan Negro could have had a bloody hat trick if the ball had have yeah, gone think, the right way. I for think him. Ben, Benny Homer, or maybe it was Harps actually. One of them made made a comment saying it's it might be the first three shots he's had in his career, yeah, or the most shots that he's ever had in his career, sort of yeah. thing. Um, that first one, yeah, a bit of a defender's finish there. He should have hit the back of the net. Yeah. Uh, the other two, geez, they were travelling though. Yeah, the second one, obviously just wide right on half time, and then the shot from outside the box again in the second half. And I mean. 
like we had the Simo one that almost went over. We, there was another one from De Silva. Yeah, what about that one where um, Aranya makes the hold-up play, one, one touch back to De Silva, De Silva straight back to Aranya, one touch to the right for De Silva to run into the top of the box and he doesn't make the good shot on the end of it, but mm. the work that puts him in that position yeah. should have scored there. And that's, and that's, that's, what, that's what we've been missing the last five seasons is that little bit of flair like around the outside of the box. And I'm not sure where it has been the last sort of couple of seasons for Danny, but for whatever reason, it's come back this season. And now he's now he's got Urania to work off. I mean, the two of them together, along with Matty Simon, that's a good front three. It's mm. it's combined with that hard work though. Like yeah. they're all running for one another. They're they're not giving up on any ball. Um, De Silva is you know running, asking, wanting that ball mm. repeatedly in that play. If you know what I mean. And, and it was the same with Urania and Matty in the goal, the early goal. That the we want the ball and and. Uh, Wow, just loving it. I'd love to see some of this um, this squad's GPS stats compared to the last couple of seasons gone by in particular. Um, the work rate from everyone out there is just absolutely phenomenal. It is. Crazy. I'd love to see it compared to um, Ocon's era. Yeah. <laughs> As Dribble really put in apparently, but not against these guys, oh, he wouldn't have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Clearsby picking up his first yellow card of the season. I find that really hard to believe, but here we are. So worth it. I guess Lockie Wales, yeah. Lockie, Lockie Rose? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, Rose, sorry. You know what I mean. Uh, Fox, you know, whatever. Smashed Same him. Shit. Absolutely smashed him. Yeah, it just went straight through him. How good was the hatch moment? I can't hold it in any longer. Oh. <laughs> We've been holding off. Wait, I was still celebrating that he actually was on the pitch making his debut. Same. And then, oh... I was in disbelief when they yeah. hit the back of the net. You know, another one that we've watched in the academy the last three or four years, he's been here since he's 10 years old, yep. local kid, yep. comes on and does that. I mean, how good? I think we how might be answering, a, goal I think we might be answering a fan question in this response that, now that you've started that conversation. I'll go ahead and delete it then. There just, <laughs> there just isn't anything better than that kind no. of moment for our Mariners fan. It's the greatest thing that you can see as a Mariners fan. Is there anything better? Second time this season that uh, two Mariners or two Mariners players that played their junior football on the Central Coast have scored in the same game as well. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not sure what I'm not sure what they're feeding them boys in the academy, but it's working. <laughs> it's working, and I mean a, a masterstroke of sorts really from Stage because I mean obviously he's normally a left back hatch. Mm. Scored I'm not sure off the top of my head, but five or six goals in the NPL last season. He scored two in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. some absolute bombs too mm. at Plume Park. Um, an absolute machine on the overlap as well. He's got to be one of the quickest in the league. Absolute lightning speed. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Stage goes, no, it's all right, going up top. Yeah. <laughs> so great left foot. Yeah. Scores with his right. Scores with his right. Scores with his right. <laughs> yeah. Nearly fell over, he said it full time, but that's all right. They, they all count. They all count. He obviously really well done from you not, not to win the ball back. Mm. Um, and as well, I think, which is maybe sort of being overlooked is the smart play from Kowal who yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe didn't have as much of an influence as what the guys maybe wanted when he come on made a couple of mistakes did some good hold up play but also gave the ball away a couple of times it was maybe he was a bit too cash a few times for my liking but when it I mattered agree. when it mattered he did the right thing mm. did the smart thing could have easily had the shot and you probably wouldn't have 
wouldn't have really questioned it sort of either way. But yeah, did sometimes the, it did look like he was out thing. there for you know a social game of five. Did, like he received the ball. I think it was seventy fifth minute. I'd written down. He received the ball in the middle of the park and just stood there, didn't move, just turned around yeah. and then played it out wide again instead of trying to yeah. I don't know just drive it forward just a touch. It's James yeah. Walker that said to me post game actually it was very Berbatov esque. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. I'm Only uh, run when you need to. But did Fair he? Enough. But did he whack the opposition with his aura? Because there's a little aura around him and he comes out in the pitch yeah. and he changes the momentum of the game and yeah. I mean I don't have another explanation for it but but well, at that I, moment I think that showed with the Milligan yeah. drag down which I'm not of like, course it's a drag down oh that's, was, a, that's a drag down it was a free down. kick yeah, and then like he kick. blew up after it like Milligan had the shits at yeah. something and I was like what are you what yeah, he's just a grumpy no, man I think and then the very next moment, play he kicked it out for a corner near halfway yeah <laughs> I think that moment probably proves that as soon as he comes on he's got that sort of uh, shit he's about to do something weird yeah. I need to you know I need to probably foul him or sort of make sure that we let him know that you know we're here we know we can't catch him for yeah. starters well, <laughs> Mark <laughs> Milligan's not going to catch him no. I could outsprint Mark Milligan <laughs> do you think maybe he was holding back a fraction um, Allo I mean was, was holding back a fraction because he is on four yellow cards another one means a suspension maybe I mean I th- it is it is a good point I mean to be honest I, I think someone in the bay last night said um, just maybe have the yellow card and serve the suspension so off. it's not later on in the <laughs> yeah, season. Exactly right. <laughs> I think MacArthur were definitely trying to draw that out of him. Like, yeah. and, and they would take great pride, no doubt, in being responsible for making sure that did happen. So it, definitely you know they what? tried. It looks like they stopped trying to drag it out of Matt Simon as well. It does, actually. Well, I thought... I thought... Um, uh, Susnaja? How do you say it? Susnaja? Shushnia. Shushnia. Um, was trying to <laughs> was trying to kick the shit out of Matt Simon a few times there yeah. early on, especially yeah. in the first half. He fouled him two or three times, I think, and I was waiting for oh, Simo to buy back. I deleted the comment. What did he say? Where's my fucking card? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was waiting for Simo to buy it back, but he didn't. Came so through clear as day on yeah. the broadcast. And maybe. then they replayed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Simo's starting to mature at the ripe old age of 35 and not uh, bite back on it's the his hidden angry fountain defender. of youth that he's got. Yeah, <laughs> it's keeping him he's young. He's cloning himself. Oh, that's. And then he just kills the clone after the match. <laughs> Fresh one every game. It's like the prestige. Mm. <laughs> um, no Liam Rose, unfortunately. I would have been keen to see him play. Well, they had the bad Rose on the pitch, so yeah, the most overrated, overrated player in the league. I didn't realise McGing was on the pitch. No, yeah. No. But we did enjoy <laughs> that moment when... Uh, it was, yeah, about sort of half an hour in. Like, and I mean, I announced him as in the starting 11. <laughs> <laughs> half an hour in, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> your Thomas Orr. <laughs> was so deadpan and we loved it. It's just like, throw that name away into the bin. <laughs> Who? There was a bit of a mic drop after it, yeah. Living the field, Thomas Orr. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, actually, uh, I like Jakey and uh, he had a good history here, but uh, did enjoy those moments when he tried to take on Matty in the um, slap you, grab me stakes yeah. and um, failed miserably and the crowd enjoyed it too. Sorry, and he gave Jackie. away the free kick. Yeah. He did. I yeah. yeah. love that. Love yeah. that. I mean, all in all, what a night. Seven clear. How crazy, good? crazy. How good? What I don't know what bloody universe we're in right now, but we're. I mean, obviously the Perth game again. Who they they still have one game in hand on us, two, two I think two. So I mean they still can't catch us even if they win. You know the games in hand, but if we beat beat them again, um, you know we does the conversation seriously start? Is it ours to lose? Is it still too close to call? I know there's obviously. Still plenty of games left, but I mean, from what we've seen from everyone else in the league, we've beaten the 
beaten a team that's second in the comp two times now. Um, you know, yeah. When, when does the conversation start? Well, so yeah, Perth have. Uh, in fact, they have three games in hand on us, uh, but they can only get to within three points of us if they win those. Um, same as Melbourne City, they have two games in hand on us, and they can also only get to within three points of us. They so, all suck. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine being those guys. Yeah. So who, off the top of my head, who haven't we played? Victory? So we haven't played Victory. We or haven't Brisbane. played Brisbane. Brisbane. Um, and I think that's, that's it. it. That is it, yeah. Because we've uh, beaten everyone else except for Western Sydney and Adelaide. Hmm. Hmm. Can't wait for those. Mm. <laughs> uh, the kids following Kowal while he's warming up. That was yeah. brilliant. Oh, mate. Filed firmly under things you love to see. That's that the was wholesome so content we need. That's so wholesome. And the um, upside of not having many fans is that you can run through the grandstand <laughs> <laughs> without being impeded. Not a horrible turnout by any stretch of the imagination. Five thousand and three no. was the official uh, crowd figure last night. And is that is there? Excuse my ignorance. Is that still capped or no? There is yes and no. Yeah, There's like yeah. a loose cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loose cap. Yeah. I mean, you would have to feel. Uh, I'm not sure when it is off the top of my head, but our next game on a Friday or a Saturday night at a good kickoff time against, I mean, sort of any team really now, you would have to think we're getting 8K or something. Plus. Like, surely. Well, we've surely. got, um, obviously, Perth coming up on Sunday the 14th. Um, so this weekend, mm. in fact. 4 o'clock kickoff. 4 o'clock kickoff on yeah. Sunday afternoon. And we know historically they're not. Sunday games still as a whole are still rugby not great. League back. Rugby league is back on Saturday night, yay. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later and touch on um, some of those developments there. But um, I'm still expecting seven, seven and yeah. a half on, on Sunday Arvo. Yeah, I think we'll get that too. Yeah. So I think it's, it's a massive, and I'm, you know, I'm sure they know, but it's a massive opportunity now for the club to try and get this out there because I can 100% guarantee you there are people on the coast that are football fans or just sport fans in general and don't know where we are on the table and know nothing about the season I can guarantee you because that's Raiders versus West Tigers it's always how it's time. been here always how it's been here sorry Luke that's right I was going to say it's, it's there, there'll be 100% people that have no idea what's sort of happening right now how good we are now is the time to get that marketing out there yeah get a billboard out there I don't know smash Radio. it get out and promote Radio. the promote the shit like, out of the three and six game memberships yeah. I wonder if the council know we're playing <laughs> based on the pitch last night no well, yeah, no. let's 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 touch on that a little bit later. Okie dokie, diving into other Central Coast Mariners things. Uh, the pitch at Central Coast Stadium was. A bit of an interesting one. They started laying it on Tuesday last week and uh, finished up, I think, the day before the game. Uh, it's known as Hero Turf, and Andy Harper actually asked if that was named after Matt Simon. Of course it's named after the goat. <laughs> Do you reckon that the goat enjoyed the dodgy turf? It was pretty... Um, Don't even do my joke. Don't I'm just going to ignore it. it. <laughs> last week, that hurt last week when you said that. <laughs> So we're well, just going to just keep playing on. To be fair to MacArthur, on. they did play well on the cow paddock. Like, I appreciated the goat turf did, joke. Yeah. Not did, well enough. Yeah, it did suit them. but The uh, <laughs> southwestern area was a bit... Um, how's it going, wasn't it? It's rather bobbly down there. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it got chopped up as soon as the warm-ups were completed. You could see that it was not great. Bad, bad, not good. Yeah, it did play, to be honest, it did look like it played 
better than what it looked mm. and i mean it, it looked even worse from our view in the bay because because the join lines were going oh those yeah. lines. it looked so like, like wallpaper horrific. from where we yeah. were yeah so yeah. like on the coverage it didn't look as bad but from that view it was quite bad do you think the uh, rain helped at all made it worse what do you reckon maybe helped it maybe play a little bit better because they didn't yeah. put the, they didn't put the sprinklers on at all did they no, not they sort of hold up as much i, I actually think i actually think watching the watching the negro first chance back it looked like it did bobbled take a bit a of a bobble right before he hit it the 100%. second the second one as well i think yeah um it looked like it bobbled up just as he hit it and yeah but I, I've, I've heard that from a couple of the players that it, it played better than they were expecting yeah uh, because when the players initially walked out for the pitch inspection the sheer look of disgust on some of their faces was um pretty telling so yeah um i mean it, it's it's a tough situation because it's not something that the club can control um you know the groundsman at the end of the day is told to do a job by by Shout council out to the groundsman that jumped into our comments section yeah look he's, he's obviously you know he's got a job on his hands because it's not in his control either it's oh, you know no. council or the stadium have have said to him you know this is your time frame this is when it's getting done um and he has to sort of do the best that the best that he can um with the what's at his disposal there so i've got to assume because they ripped it up on the 8th of february after our game yeah and it got finished on what the 7th of march there's a month there yeah i'm assuming that they have to let the i don't know the the soil underneath Surely the weather played a, a pretty big part in that though, because I mean, it the, was a wet the old weather month, the last it? month has been so on and off. It's been rain and then hot and then rain and then hot. Surely that, which makes my grass grow really well. So I'm just putting that there. <laughs> <laughs> I've mowed it a lot. Apparently yes. they don't grow grass as easily. Moro for curator. I don't want to talk about the whole turf thing because I just think that that is completely disgraceful. The whole idea that they would present that for a professional sporting event they they want to make some feeble attempt at trying to make us think that they actually want to encourage that stadium to be used in an appropriate way they want to support the mariners blah blah rubbish i'm sorry i'm dreading i, I should stop talking Sunday. now because it's mm. just absolute bollocks and that was looking at it for i was going to say before just joking that uh, it looked to me like the far quarter was um actually really terrible from wherever you were sitting <laughs> because it yeah. was just pathetic and then i saw and i was sitting at the side where you couldn't see those ridiculous you called it wallpaper well i tell you what if a wallpaper wallpapered my walls that way then i would get him back and ask him to paint over that shit because i'll tell you what they weren't even straight these pieces of wallpaper honestly there was tell us inch, what you really think there was inch gaps between this stuff i don't know what was we need filling to find them. a home for him <laughs> mate honestly and they and what they laid on here was hero turf and from what i hear hero turf i'm not even going to go at the grounds person here because it is the organization but what i hear hero turf is not cheap so we did this with super expensive turf clearly we had some other agenda and i think we all know what that other agenda is and it has nothing to do with the mariners and that's why i'm angry about it and i will shut What's up it got now to do with more is there an NRL trial there next week? On Saturday. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, you'd kind of hope that the the council would kind of look after their maintenance a little bit better. So um, over it. I mean, I don't yeah. I don't know how pitch grows in a week and what that's going to look like come Saturday night, but if the players were apparently able to rip that up with their hands when they got there yesterday, imagine what NRL players are going to do with their studs and their boots going into tackles and coming out of that and 
I was about to say scrums, but I don't know enough about it. Yeah, 25 <laughs> hours before <laughs> our next match. Yeah especially, yeah. yeah, especially the night before our next match, as you say. 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah so I, I dread what that's going to look like. Everyone looking forward to their rates increase? I can't wait. <laughs> you know what? Because I'm in the Wong sh- No, we're not too bad off. In the Wong Shire, yeah. our rate increase is nowhere near as much as... Uh, I used to be a northerner. $1 <laughs> is too much for what we're getting, I can tell you that. What we I should I be getting is our that. rates halved. Yeah, true. Seriously. Welcome back to Stop the Coast me. Football Negativity Stop Podcast. <laughs> uh, Stop me, please. <laughs> I'm hurting myself over here. Get away from the council, please. Getting derailed. <laughs> Let's move away from that. Uh, where's Marvin? Marvin. Uh, He's working hard on memes. <laughs> yeah. There has been some really, really good Marvin content coming out over the last 12 to 18 months. Mm. Um, go Even, ahead. And the um, Won't Back Down song memes as well by Dave. They're, oh, they're really good. Mate, so good. Post game tweets, yeah. Props. Last night um, was Scrubs. a Scrubs one, and Scrubs <laughs> is one of my favourite TV shows. Very relevant to my interests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, make sure you head across and follow Marvin on uh, Twitter, TikTok as well. I think Marvin has a TikTok. So really? Yeah. I'm too old for TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, there's a note here. Can we discuss this one? We can. Yeah, let's go into this. Now, I, I know you probably wrote this down before I saw this link, but I'm going to mention the link. Someone uh, purchased the... I'm not going to mention the name. Purchased the Matt Ryan kit from our grand final win. Mm-hmm. And he he said that, oh, I didn't know they had stars above the um, above our badge. Mm. I was like, yeah, we should get them back. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I think... We, I don't know if we touched on it the other week where... You got a, a certain star for the Premiership. You got a certain star for the Championship. Western Sydney obviously have their star in perpetuity for their Asian Champions League win. Um, but these are stars that are available, um, or were made available by Football Federation Australia for clubs that win a championship um, in perpetuity. So Moz is very passionate about this. I wrote this in the doc a couple of weeks ago. Oh, was you? Yeah, because okay. because I saw it on was it Adelaide Adelaide's yep. kit. And, 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 and you know what? This has got nothing to do with the players. This has got to do with a fan and fans buying those kits and feeling proud of the history of our club. We don't do enough of it. We don't have enough of it. We haven't had any reason to want to have any of it, to be now, honest. I think, it'd be, I think it should be the same as in Italy when you win 10 championships, I think it is. You get a star. I think that's the way it should be here. But if everyone else is going to put stars in their kits... You know, you know, might as well just follow suit. Whatever the rules are, we've earned the right to have a star, and that means that fans should be able to proudly walk down the street, and I don't know what the stars are for. We have won I two premierships and a championship. Somehow we I got something. I did see um, there <laughs> was some league us. in the world that had um, a, like a, a filled-in star for, say, a championship, and then a hollow star for a premiership or something like that. I was about to I say, say that. What, what's, what's, what's more important to us, I guess, maybe even this season, now that we're maybe in the conversation? <laughs> is it a premiership or is it a championship? It's both. Well, you can you can have uh, different kind of stars for both. So I think yeah. the uh, the premiership, and I could be wrong. I don't have the information in front of me from memory. The premiership was a silver star. Uh, the championship was a, maybe a gold star, and I think the Champions League was a black star. Um, I'm probably definitely wrong. I'm just throwing that information out there. I get Jimmy to maybe look this one up. Just want to hasten it. to add. I'm not having a crack at the club on this one because the fact is that this kind of detail could not have been added to our shirt in the last five years. <laughs> that would have yeah. been... We would have been the laughing stock. So the idea... This is something... Kind of like Liverpool adding, like, stuff oh. on their kit for... 
You know, before they won it last year, obviously. I don't know. Honestly, I just, that just ruined me. But 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 yes, <laughs> the the kit thing can only really it, it's got to be a little bit organic. But I think that we the reason why this is still on the list is because every week that we are more successful than we have uh, been over the last five years is another reason why we start to think about how we can be proud about our club and uh, this I just think it's a thing that that should uh, be available to fans to have on their kit um, and yeah from now I think we've we've sort of got to a stage where it can we can enter a conversation about whether something should be there and what it should be um, so yeah, I put that up there as I wrote on there, maybe just for our discussion. But um, but I think it's uh, you know I don't know what are, what are fans out there think. I, what, what I can't find think? anything official about it at all. I, I found yeah, it. I did find the article yeah. a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, maybe we'll, we'll yeah get back to you on the colours. There. <laughs> well, when we post this podcast, comment fans about listeners about what you think. Do you want to have a star or whatever it is that we're entitled to have for our uh, proud history? Because we do have a proud history. Like and subscribe. Um, how do that whatever comment below really helps set the metrics <laughs> no, seriously Woo. please comment <laughs> yeah comment just comment whatever you want if you hate the show comment I don't care yeah tell that's us, it I'm commenting like it, now comment twice comment twice yeah <laughs> blink twice for yes yeah. uh, of course yesterday was uh, was pink rounds and um, I've just had a message come through from uh, the club's media uh, marketing manager in fact Carly Carmichael um, we've done nearly 30 grand in donations. Wow. Nice. That's absolutely Congratulations incredible. to everyone involved. They yeah. kicked off the um, the donations last week with the uh, the first ever Mariners Corporate Network Pink Appeal, uh, where we did about 10 grand on the night. And um, to get another 20 through in that time is just absolutely insane. Is that our most ever? I think it would be. The target was initially $10,000. And that's not, not including the shirts, well, I assume. I think it might be including the might shirts. Okay. Um, I'd need to get back to you on that one, but I mean, regardless, thirty grand it's, is. Did I'll I hear? Yeah, I, I got a bit emotional seeing Simone Rolls on the pitch last night. Yeah, for I, sure. should, I should not have watched the start of the replay. Pretty cool. Yeah, right. And and <laughs> yeah, to see to see hard. Ollie go over and and mm. and, and Stage uh, as well once she walked off. Yep. And then yeah. for her to go back out for the uh, for the photo and Kai's yeah. like, get in here, mum, come get on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm tearing up a little bit actually. Yep. Move on. <coughs> Just in the perspective states, states there, I thought I heard somewhere that our total uh, um, raisings over the nine years, so this is the ninth year, I think it is, might have been in the order over of 100 grand. Over 100 grand. So yep. 30 grand. Think about that. In one year. That's, yeah. that's a huge effort. Yeah, huge. Effort. Blown every other year out of the water. So, of course, yeah, thank incredible. you so much to everyone who's uh, donated. For all your generosity out there, it's just absolutely incredible. Okay, on the stars, the only thing Oof. I could find was Wikipedia, sorry. So, um, Western Sydney got a gold star for winning the Champions League. Yep. Um, and then just goes on about the silver stars um, ad for the winning the A-League. That's all it says. And there's some thing about you can have, once you've got more than one, you can have a number in the centre of your star. So, Brisbane, for instance, are allowed to have a number in the middle of their That's star right. because they've won X number of premierships or some, X number of championships, something like that. Found the article, actually. Oh, uh, good okay. job. Okay. Playing strip recognition for winning clubs. And this is back from January 2015 uh, when they first introduced it. So let's I just... I think it was recent. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 2015 is a distant memory, of course. So this article goes on to say, the clubs who win the championship will be entitled to display a gold logo of the competition they won featuring the word champions for the A-League and W-League or winners for the FFA Cup. 
this will be worn in the season immediately following the title win. Um, the AFC Champions League winners, Western Sydney Wanderers, will be recognised with a gold star above their logo in perpetuity. Uh, this will be the entitlement for any Australian club that wins the Champions League. Um, right, so if you win... Sorry. Sorry, yep. Uh, this goes on to say, as the policy is retrospective, any club that has won the A-League or W-League Championship can display a silver star above their logo in perpetuity. Right, so if you win the grand final... The Championship, yep. You get a silver star. For perpetuity? Yep. And for the Premiership... It's only for the following season. Is that correct? Is that what you said? That's what I'm making out of this article, yeah. So it's like wearing the number one car on your racing car the following year. Similar. Sounds like it. This actually, though, raises an interesting memory. I don't know if I'm going to get this completely wrong, but I'm going to go there anyway. Did Arnie naughtily decide that we would put stars on our shirt to recognise how many stars are on that shirt? Don't reveal the person, but how many stars are on that shirt? Were there two? On ours, yes. One for each of the premierships. Did Arnie naughtily decide that I we were going to do this? Yeah, well, and that the was A-League was, forced, yeah. was you know, forced to come up with a policy a couple of well, years later Sydney because did we it, did it. Sydney did it season two. They changed their badge. Their first season mm. was just the crest and the second season had a little star underneath. There's something familiar about this crap. I'm droning on in there. So just, <laughs> just confirming what this one actually says, it's only championships, it's not premierships. Right. Uh, so your championship, you can display a gold logo of the championship or the FFA Cup, uh, depending on what you win in the season following your title win, um, and then you get the silver star in perpetuity. Right. Premiership, you get nothing. So we could have a silver star that is for the 2013 grand final. Why are they prioritising the grand final over the league? Uh, FFA CEO David Gallup said uh, a grand final victory is the dream of every player, coach, member and fan. This recognition of a championship means that special achievement will be forever a part of the club's playing strip. Well, now that we've fucked him off, (laughs) surely we can get it changed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we I'm going to text Greg Rule right now. <laughs> <laughs> you let's, guys have a pretty good just, relationship yeah. going on these days, don't you? Let's just do whatever we want. And, and j- yeah. just, just maybe, you know, we're talking about this. We're talking about this because of the Positivity Podcast and everything that has come, that has made the Positivity Podcast because we're so, we are at a stage where we feel we can talk about this. Imagine talking about this last year mm. or the year before. Mm. Um, um, yeah, let's go back to the pink part again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're jumping around, listeners. <laughs> Apologise for that. That's all right. There's, there's a lot to get through. Yes, pink round. Uh, the pink shirt auction concluded at about 10 o'clock this morning as well or, or yesterday morning by the time this one goes to air. Uh, Allo Wall taking out the championship there with $2,750, uh, the winning bid on that one. A couple of bidders extended that out till about quarter past 20 past yeah, I think 10. It, yeah, yeah, it went till nearly 10.30 in the, in the end and it was... Um, yeah, it was interesting to watch. Um, second place uh, in the auction there was Kai Rolls with 1200 bucks. Uh, he was my man of the match last night, just uh, just as an aside. Uh, followed by the Mariners all-time leading goal scorer and six-time Golden Boot winner Matthew Blake Simon for $1,050. Hence the, uh, another part of things we got wrong. Last week we said uh, Matt Simon was going to be the highest, but yeah. we got that wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, who can begrudge Allo winning that as well? Mm. You know, he is the, the, the fan favourite, firmly establishing himself as a bit of a cult hero already. We get heaps of stuff wrong. I once said that we'd finish <laughs> Mate, in front of victory. <laughs> but... There's three well, things in that you list. You were right. You were right. You just didn't put a timeline on it. <laughs> Thankfully. 
There's three things in that list. That's a lot I could come up with from last week, I think it was, maybe the week before. Yeah, so you mentioned there Matt Simon with the highest pay, uh, priced shirt, uh, Marco Urreña, and uh, Sten's walking back into the team this week, which is something that we, uh, I guess, prophesized on last week. Well, we had week's some pod. ITK that wasn't. <laughs> that <100%. 100%. laughs> wasn't. <laughs> what now? Oh, dear. Someone's getting kicked from the group chat. <laughs> Just on that Stens thing, was uh, Stens running around out there on the pitch after the game? Was that for our benefit? I hope so. It didn't look like it was really for his benefit. I mean, you know, he can run around whenever he likes. He doesn't need to run around well, then. No, if they, they generally do that. Okay, all right. I he didn't seem to do much. He I just think we did miss him last night, though. We have missed him. We we 100% have missed him. We've just been good enough anyway. Yep. We've just been getting by. Yep, definitely. Um, and there was a couple of comments on Facebook that I've seen um, about the clash of the jerseys in last night's game. Um, and obviously we're wearing our pink kit with the, the sort of navy, uh, navy back, that sort of two-tone jersey. Um, and for some reason, MacArthur decided to wear their grey away jersey. When How long has this fixture been set in stone? Uh, over a month. Um, Isn't it the referee's call? That's my, that's what I understand. Yeah, it. but they said that pitch was fine. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the referee generally Beef. makes the call. Actually, well, I Beef believe didn't have too bad of a game. Actually, yeah, he wasn't it was, too bad. It was yeah. One of yeah. the least shit we've had. Yes. <laughs> he didn't give uh, Maddie a yellow card, but he didn't deserve one. More people were asking for one. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So. No, I, I think you know Macarthur should have worn their white kit the kit clash at the end of the day wasn't too bad and if we're really looking from to base 16 it was really bad yeah. <laughs> yeah. anything over halfway we're like well I don't know who he's passing it to oh, really? I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad but in the mm. standard definition bloody coverage on Fox <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad everything's you know I tuned in my blurry. black and white TV and I couldn't tell the difference yes. one camera angle on everything I can't mean, say shit the reason I'm saying it's the ref this is nothing to do with that ass nothing to do with MacArthur as far as I'm concerned the ref decides and can at the last minute decide I'm sorry those socks are clashing so change them and the, the clubs have to figure it out so they probably have to take extra kids to make sure that doesn't happen to them I've seen them have to change kits at a youth game some point, training at some point bibs. in time training bibs <laughs> well, shirts and skins mm. we don't want that after our goal post fell down and a few other things that we don't oh, want to oh, did you see remember the t- <laughs> clip of the um it was like a local league thing where the, the, the free kick it hit the post and the goalkeeper clouded in the post the whole goal the whole fell goal. in on him <laughs> it fell, fell down yeah. it was mariners game all over again oh. <laughs> we've stopped all that now yeah. it? <laughs> filmed at central coast stadium just a week ago so. <laughs> um no we are definitely well past the peak a league days um i personally love the pink kits this season um i love the two-tone vibe that's my favorite pink kit we've done in a while yeah, uh, yeah. The, i rate the pink and black massively i would i would even go as far to say that um it should be our permanent third kit but then i also understand the fact that it's a special kit and we should wear it once a season but well, yeah. um, you gonna have to get them back off everyone that's bought them that's the only problem true <laughs> true but i really like it and i rate it i think they uh they may well have gone close to if not actually sold out last night of the pink kits i, I saw a few people wearing them there was yeah there was only a handful left um towards half time or even when we were doing Mariners TV there was only sort of a few left available in each size so yeah shout out to everyone for getting involved and making me miss out um, our next round of matches looking ahead we've uh, already touched on this one there Central Coast Mariners playing host to Perth Glory Sunday March 14th at uh, 5 past 4 at Central Coast Stadium it's yes, going to be interesting to see how they come out 
and um, after the last match against them. I think Richard Garcia starts with his strongest 11, surely. Yeah. Not not like he did last time. Castro to start. Like I said last week, I think we, we made the most of those four changes um, that he made when they beat Perth before us. And we made the most of that in the first half. And then we rode our luck a little bit in the second half. And then we got the three points. So... I think he will come out firing. Hopefully uh, Stenz is back. Oh, no, Stenz is off, isn't he, for another week? Possibly. I'm not sure. It said one to two weeks leg injury. Right. I'm not asking the ITK again. I know that much. (laughs) 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 Who's your source? (laughs) Can I just say there that I'm going to go and say that Castro has crossed that line, the line that I have crossed. Age. Really? Yep. Yeah, I I'm still sorry. think he's. I still, he's still I do. Dominant. I've seen glimpses of it. I just don't think that he can take the game by the scruff of the neck like he used to be able to. And mm. uh, and I've just been watching that for the last couple of games, thinking to myself, can he do it? And he'll probably prove me wrong this weekend, like all the other wrongness that I've had over the years. Well, he, he doesn't need to run around anywhere near as much to dictate the, the flow of the game. No, but no. It, recently he's degenerated to kick and everybody. And I was about to say, you do have a point about the game on the weekend, though, because what did he do in the Wellington game? Not, a, not enough yeah. to justify thinking they that lost he still 3-0. has They lost 3-0. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised by that result. So, yeah. So what did... He know, huffed and he puffed. Yeah, he did a lot of... A lot, a, yeah, he was a puffing l- more than normal. A lot of huffing <laughs> and puffing, yeah. And he was struggling, so... bum Yeah, well, they do have... Um, I was going to say they have one of the older sides in the competition, but um, I'm, I'm, that would be a complete fallacy, actually. Um, bit of a misconception there. They uh, give... Quite a substantial amount of minutes to their under 23s. Uh, 42.3% of minutes are are played by their under 23s. Yeah. Well, Steins, Rawlins, Armiento, D'Agostino. Yeah. yeah. But Castro himself, is he 36 or 37? Oh, yeah. He's he's no spring chicken. Mate, Gosford City Dragons. Come on, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Over 45s pretty soon. Uh, Shout out to Ben Johnson from the football sack there. Of course, for uh, for some of the stats, um, we're we're third place in the league in terms of uh, minutes for under twenty threes with forty five point six percent. Any guesses as to the top team? I actually thought it would have been us. The younger squad, the most minutes given to under twenty threes players. Oh. I'm going with City. Good question. It's not the Jets, is it? No, they're a pretty old team. I, I Adelaide. I seriously thought it was us. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. It is Adelaide. Adelaide yes. Yeah. Uh, so Melbourne City are seventh with thirty-eight point three percent. We are, the Jets rather are fifth with forty percent. Uh, we are third with forty-five percent, and Western Sydney is second with forty-five percent. Adelaide. Where are, are Wellington? Wellington. Because they've got some quite young players as well, but they don't <coughs> seem to play them anywhere near as much. They do. Uh, they've got players like Joshua Laws, uh, McGarry, Cam Breno Devlin. Piscopo scored um, a bomb on the weekend. Of Good course, one. yeah. They're eighth with 32%. Interesting. Mm. Should give them more of a run. Seems to be the flavour of the season, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think it's sort of lent itself to make it a pretty exciting A-League season as well mm. on the whole. I think we've said this a few times already. Um, bottom team, Western United, 15%. <laughs> yep, raspberry. You. I mean, it, it I don't like that team at all. I don't like anything about that club or that team. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, I don't know what their academy setup is like if they even have one at the moment. Um, but yeah, obviously they haven't had time to churn out any any youngsters to come through there. So it makes a bit of sense that uh, they would be towards the bottom of that list. Moving on to uh, the match week thirteen, we finally make our first trip down to Melbourne to take on Melbourne City. 
uh, Monday the 22nd of March, yay, another Monday night game down at Amy Park. Is anyone doing it? Monday night, yay. No. No, I'd love to, but no. If yeah. you're going, give us a shout out. We'll try and tee up with other people. Yep. I thought about it. I uh, still might. Um, never say never. Uh, I might get a message from Eggy on Monday morning saying I'm coming to kidnap Pew and uh, chucks me in the back of his van and off we go. <laughs> <laughs> very nearly happened with Adelaide away the other week. Uh, before finally rounding out the month of March, uh, we host Melbourne Victory for the first time this season. Saturday night, uh, March 27th, 10 past 7, kickoff at Central Coast Stadium. Bit of competition there with the Vegan Festival, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, we should... A um, bit unfortunate that both events are on at the same time. We might lose about three or four people to that, so... <laughs> Shout out to Brennan, who will no doubt be there. <laughs> Our favourite vegan. Our favourite coasty vegan. Love you, Brennan. <laughs> Fan number two, as I like to remind him. <laughs> Can't wait for that night. <laughs> well, we're uh, speaking about other Central Coast Mariners things. Of course, the Mariners Academy kicked off their NPL2 season on Saturday evening with a 3-0 win against the Western Sydney Wanderers. 3-0 in both under-20s and first grade. Yeah, you, you just asked if um, Western Sydney have any youth coming through and Piers not. No. <laughs> Based off what I saw on the weekend, their academy side plays as boring as the first team, <laughs> they play the same formation, mm. um, and they so they they had four A League experienced players in that squad. So they had Maracutus started. Maracutus started. Um, Grozos. Oh yeah, yeah, Costa Grozos. I, uh, I rate him just quietly. Yeah, O'Doherty. Yeah, right. and Lesiotos were the four that started for the Wanderers. And we trounced them 3 0. Wow. <laughs> very, very comfortably as I, well, I, I must I, say. I rate, I rate Grozos and I rate uh, Mordekutis as yeah, well. Same. Um, but they're obviously, as you say, they're playing that, that sort of style, um, that, that system three at the back. It's, it's, it's horrible to well, watch. Well, they tried the to play it. Yeah. It's horrible to watch. <laughs> and they also had Zilko Kalix. Um, son in goals Oliver Kalich Yes of course Well he so wasn't in goals him. For the first goal No he was missing <laughs> <laughs> He was He was Average Not as we good as his dad From what I saw On the weekend um, But yeah A really Really good performance um, James Bayless Scored a double I um, heard his second goal Was an absolute peak Second goal was, was a perler Absolute perler I I, There was no team sheet There on the weekend So there was a few new faces So I'm not sure Sort of Exactly who was who For a few of them But yeah, the finish on the second goal was quality. Really good player wide and across volley from a weird sort of an angle. Mm. Awesome goal. And then I've had a complete. It was Damien Sikanis who got the third. The, yeah. But I've got to say, your your knowledge of the teams is impressive. I need a team sheet though. Every season it's so hard. I know. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't there unfortunately on Saturday night. I was out in Wollumbi with no phone signal. Yeah. Um, I'm shocking with names and the fact you managed to rattle those off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this the Sikanis goal was was quality. I think Solo he, effort? Yeah, ran past three or four of them on the edge of the box and just buried it into the bottom corner. So really good performance again. Um, Monty out coaching uh, one of our best players ever. In his old teammate life. as well, yeah, yeah, for the championship winning year. So, Some um, of the crowd did ask Paddy how he's going with the defending. Yeah, there was uh, <laughs> a few words said out loud that he definitely well, heard. <laughs> while we're speaking of those two, you, you classify them as Mariners legends, yes? Yeah. yeah. And Hutcher being the other legend? Yep. yep. Would Bizanich now be in that category? He's staking a pretty damn strong claim. Um, yeah. He hasn't maybe had the same tenure that, that a Hutch had, um, but he's 
the best thing that's happened to this club in years. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm, I'm, I'm. That's why I'm. Premiership advocate winner, for him championship to be winner, a legend, grand yeah, final goal scorer. Yeah, and I mean, he 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 started that. He only really started that grand final because Monty was suspended, suspended as yep. well. Yep. So, yep. but I, I think he was. He's about. He was about halfway there when he left because local championship winner, blah blah blah. And I think he's moving on to. Yeah. That sort of a status in the in the form just, that just he's putting in. that out there. But yeah. he scored in the game that never happened, and uh, so and was in the premiership team that year. Mm. So he's premiership winner, goal scorer, mm. grand final, grand final winner. He's got he's building up quite a Mariners resume. Put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we should yeah. mention that. Sorry, the top four in the MPL two go up to NPL one as well. That's yeah. right. With the top eight from NPL three going up to NPL two as well. With the uh, upcoming NPL restructure from uh, Football New South Wales this season. Um, so we could potentially see uh, Central Coast United going up to MPL2. Yeah. Mm. Really, St. Yeah. George and MPL2, or just mention this, that they are in big trouble. Yeah, so there's um, been talks of... Uh, the whole team got sacked. Yeah, their entire playing roster um, being sacked and then reinstated and then coach sacked again walked out and or something the coaches and walked yeah. out. Um, shame is there's some quite handy players in there. I've watched uh, probably five or six St. George games last season. Um, and they're lovely people as well, all their fans. They're always coming up for a chat and stuff. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that sort of shapes up over the next couple of weeks. Um, in spite of the fact that I said that they are lovely people, they were also my tip for relegation this season. So. Um, <laughs> or not relegation, but the wooden spoon. So yeah. there's no relegation, I don't think, this year. And we, just, we should also mention too that uh, Alo's brother come on for the last probably 25 minutes in first grade, scored in the under-20s, I believe, from what I heard. I didn't see the under-20s, but... Scored in the under-20s, came on for about half an hour, played pretty well, at least scored with the last kick of the game. Um, looks looks pretty good. But also also sort of like a low, very raw, yeah. but does look good. Yeah, well, he's three years younger than Alo. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you'd expect him to be rawer than Sashimi yeah. sort of thing, but... He Lovely, I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he scored an absolute belter in preseason for the yeah. first grade side as well. Yeah, uh, one that he sort of took down with the outside of his foot and then volleyed past the keeper. <laughs> Very good, so yeah. good. But yeah, super impressive performance by the academy. Shout out to Monty. Um, and yeah, there's a few new faces in there that impressed as well. So fair to uh, say, it could have been six. Seriously, like easily. The Western easily. Sydney were not in the game no. at any point. Not at all. And where's the next? Uh, Academy game. Yeah, I was just about to touch on that one. So we Sorry are away to. Away uh, from you. Uh, <laughs> we are, of course, away to uh, Mounties Wanderers on this Sunday afternoon, three o'clock kickoff down at Mon- uh, Mounties, rather, and that is the match of the round uh, being streamed live and exclusive on NPL.tv. So you can tune in into that. Uh, just before we take on Perth. And who will the commentator nice. be, Peter Pryor? That will actually be Eric Subiano. I thought it was going to be you. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to gas you up. I've, uh, no, I've got uh, grand announcing duties at Central Coast Stadium this week. So I oh, will be course. at our Mariners uh, A-League game. And I think Eric will be uh, calling the Mariners Academy game there. So make sure you tune in. Uh, Eric's a very knowledgeable and good caller. Um, one of the best going around. So shout out to, uh, to Eric if you're listening. Of course, Central Coast United also got their season underway with a 4-1 win away to Sydney University in NPL 3 on Sunday afternoon, or Sunday night, in fact. Uh, Swatto, back in the team, or back on the team sheet and back on the score sheet. So we've done the triple this weekend. Mm-hmm. Anyone see any of this? No. Because it sounded like, in the match report, it sounded like uh, there was a send-off for the opposition, but we had the game well in control before that. 
had a couple of injuries in the game that um, maybe knocked us back a little bit, but um, yeah, good, I think good Gord- performance. Gordy Howe came off injured, which uh, hopefully it's not too bad a one because he would be a mammoth loss at and the back there. Woodbine? Yeah, Woody as well. So yeah. I think Swato's uh, slotted in up top in place of Woody, uh, bagged himself a brace. Pretty good return to, uh, to Pirate Park. I'd just like to say, I had to play against Woodbine last season in <laughs> local football. <laughs> Not enjoyable, especially as a defender. <laughs> Not enjoyable at all. Uh, better you than me, mate. Better you than me. Uh, yeah, Central Coast United's uh, next home game is Saturday 13th, 5pm, at home against Dunbar Rovers. That's this Saturday. Oh, So that's doable. Yeah, that's do it. That's absolutely doable. So we'll see you, uh, we'll see you all at Plume Park. Hopefully. Pirate Park. Get around it. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's been ages since I've been to Plume. Yeah, it's been ages since I've seen CCU go around. So mm. I'm actually really keen for that because obviously most of their games last year sort of clashed with my MPL2 duties. Um, and there's a lot of clashes this year as well. So got to take advantage of it where I can. Yeah, keen. Very briefly, touching on other A-League and Australian things. Um, Brisbane won all with Sydney over the weekend. I love that stadium, but it's just too far north. The yep. um, humidity up there just kills the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both um, rather lethargic, I think, are your notes here, Jimmy. Um, mm. Around 90% humidity, really? I think that's what I read, yeah. Wow. I agree. We should definitely cut Queensland off and move it on because <laughs> it's too humid. <laughs> It has been shocking every time we've been up there, but I really do want to do the trip this year because Dolphin Stadium, like you say, Jim, looks sensational. Yeah. Mm, good result for us, though. Every other result seems to be going our way. Um, and I thought it would have been good to see Brisbane beat Sydney because Sydney. Uh, <laughs> but I was I was uh, also kind of happy that they managed to get the equaliser. Um, but they've looked rubbish as well Sydney so Coasty Red is um, what's going on there is oh, that yeah. uh, third mistake in three games four games um, mistakes well, speaking of that mistakes at both ends of the park really mm. for Sydney Costa Barbarossas mm. 800k a season <laughs> misses an absolute sitter and has a number of other chances during the game I think the best part about that game was um, Anthony Caceres <laughs> who's probably been pretty impressive since he's gone to Sydney Pulling the strings, nearly gets a really good assist for that goal. And when they put the camera on him, when Costa missed it, when <laughs> went straight to the keeper, <laughs> you could see the frustration. Uh, it was just you should 100% be burying that. Mm. So, and uh, I imagine the Sydney FC Facebook was not happy at full time as well. <laughs> be sitting <laughs> on the bench soon, I reckon. Yeah, I'd be benching him. Speaking of social media pages that will be very unhappy at the moment, uh, Melbourne victory in meltdown after a 6-0 loss to crosstown rivals oh, Melbourne City. It was glorious. How Look was the schnadenfrud? <laughs> schnadenfrud? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say it. That's how I say it anyway. Schadenfreud. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> um, it's, 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 uh, and I said on last week's show that, you know... Uh, I don't mind Melbourne victory. I've never really had anything particularly against them, but the way they're carrying on at the moment... It's hilarious. <laughs> you know what the best thing is? They've had one tweet since that result. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it was for International Women's it Day. It was for well. Women's Day. Uh, how many likes? The thing is two likes and no comments. Like absolute radio silence. Yeah. Oh, it's glorious. It's gone into hiding. What but would you say? 
they're they're what you want want to be ultras showing up to training <laughs> while the kids are out there training with holding up a banner. Yeah, and the first team are hiding inside behind the storm players. Oh, they they claim that the wannabe ultras claim that they were hiding inside oh, behind right. the storm yeah. players. Like apparently one player come out and it was Ryan Trotten, which I mean, if he walked out, I'd say, why are you so shit? But <laughs> <laughs> the last player I want to see. And then the ultras getting uh, butt hurt that everyone was making fun of their yeah their protest. Twi- yeah. It's, like, it's Twitter, mate. You're gonna get shit made funny. Aren't you? Yeah, especially if you're acting like a hooligan on Twitter and you know trying to trying it's to the meme like league a, what do you expect try it for five years yeah. <laughs> uh, some of the other results that we saw over the weekend Phoenix 3 Perth nil so good I think that's per, uh, Phoenix's first win at their yeah. temporary home in Wollongong mm, yep how good were the Wollongong Wolves kits love those kits yes rate, rate, it. rate it that's what Adelaide should. I've always said that's what Adelaide should be wearing I don't like their full red kit mm, mm. like Liverpool I, like I don't know sh- I just don't like it I, I like, like the, the shade of res they had as well with um, yeah. the, the Phoenix Wolves kits Really good. Um, and another really good result for us. Mm, very good. Yeah, it was actually rather surprising. Like, look, we struggled to beat Perth, didn't we? Like, we had to really hold on. Mm. And then, at you know, we only... At their place, at a different time zone, Yeah, et I know, but still. <laughs> and then, what, we did 2-0 off of Phoenix, and the Phoenix come out and smash them all that. It's just... This league, league, man. Yeah, this league. tip this league? Yeah, yeah. Um, except for, you know, Mariners, death taxes and Mariners being top oh, of the league. Yeah. <laughs> you probably, I wanted a little segue there while we were stuck on the red. I just wanted to drop in on um, uh, Stefan Mork talking on a certain other podcast and telling us that the reason why he was falling over so easily was because, or jumping in the air before he got, gets near players was because he wanted to avoid injury. I'm just going to leave that there because I, I, it took me a good two, three, four minutes in the car to stop laughing after I heard that on this other podcast. Good stuff. Sorry, sorry. No. I digress us. Thought our fans might enjoy that. Fucking Stefan Mork. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Stefan Mork, Luke? Don't get me started. <laughs> he was avoiding injury by sticking the leg out and contacting Bugard. It's disgusting what he's doing. It really is. It is, yeah. He's yeah. blatantly... Oh, not and he's blatantly. not the only one doing it as, as well from Adelaide. Mm, yep. Um, hopefully the league clamps down on it. You know, hopefully referees are listening to this sort of stuff. Wait. And yeah, anyway, moving on because I'll oh, get too fired up. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other results that we saw on Sunday: uh, Western United nil, Western Sydney Wanderers one. Um, what's a Western United home game look like these days? That was a Ballarat this week. Bendigo Ballarat. Some uh, Ballarat. Yeah, yeah some stadium. backwards bloody country. This was down. a strange game. Western United would dominate for periods, mm. and then I don't know. Western Sydney would just pinch it. An yep. absolute then, steal of three yeah. points from Western Sydney. In it my was. opinion, they were not good. I don't know. I don't know how we lost to them. It still, <laughs> it still mm. irks me. Mm. Um, but obviously, a massive mistake from Skatatis. Skatatis. Oh, it was. I can't yeah. say his name, but yep. um, an absolute gift of a goal. Oh, and yep. Curto's out for another week as well. Oh, yeah. the concussion. Yeah. 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 So an absolute gift of a goal for Wanderers, which I don't think they deserved at all. Um, and I think a draw would have been a fair result in this game. It was it was pretty average for me. Of course, in that one we saw uh, Bessart Barisha just doing Bessart Barisha things <laughs> with his um, when he when he got hooked. Uh, what was it about seventy minutes in? Maybe uh, 80, I think was it. Oh, was it? Yeah, actually, yep, yep. Um, with his, uh, oh, he was questioning. Look at this! Look at this! <laughs> Look at this! Look at I mean, he has a point. It was just hilarious the way that he went about it. Yeah. Um, and made for a great meme. So. I mean. I mean, like, I agree with him. There's been so many shirt pulls this season. We've also got away with one. Uh, Ruan against Western United. On oh, yeah. Also, on Barisha. Barisha yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I don't know what is happening. They're Being just, burned by they're one. Just, they're just yeah. ignore. Yeah, they're just completely ignoring shirt pulls in the box, which, for whatever reason, outside the box, if you pull on a player's shirt that's sort of on a counter attack or whatever, it's an instant yellow card. But in the box, it's apparently okay. Like, and then their reasoning after the game was that the that the shirt pull did not impede his ability to get the ball. Yeah. What what kind of bullshit is that? And uh, look, as long as they're consistent, that's all I ask for. What kind of bullshit? That's insane. So I don't like know. by that reasoning, shit is not. No, no, no. Yeah. Look, if if like if last season, yeah, it's a pen. This season, they're not pulling anything up. So just keep doing that. But it shouldn't be a rule, though. Like that. that no, it's that, it's, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like but just by keep, that reasoning, keep going. By that, re- but this is where they're not consistent because using that reasoning. The goal that Saturio scored when he pulled on Stefan Negro shouldn't have been a goal because he impeded his ability to play at the ball by pulling on the jersey. Was it to play at the ball or have a shot? To so play at the ball. No, what did the ref say on the weekend? To play thought, at the ball. I, I or to get the have ball. a shot. I no. thought it was to have a shot. No, to get the ball. Uh, I don't because know. Because <laughs> Bessard didn't have the ball. It was, it was from a corner, I think. Yeah. But how does pulling on someone's jersey and making them fall over not impede their yeah, ability to agree. get the ball because it's in the box outside the box it's a, that's where it's a problem so like triples are encouraged now apparently in this league so yeah penalty to Adelaide possible orchestration of yellow cards free kick Hawthorne <laughs> <laughs> Finally, it is that time of the week where we answer your questions. There have been a metric shit ton of them coming this week, so big apologies uh, straight off the bat. If we don't get to yours this week, um, thank you all so much for uh, for interacting with us on the socials. Dave Bloom, would you rather... No. Nah, it's no, it's not. No. Nah. But I will announce farts, Dave. <laughs> no. I, I know I asked for better questions, but I sort of asked for questions that were more balanced and harder to pick. The question you've asked this week is just utterly ridiculous and no. I'm not going to answer it. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, thanks again for your comment, Dave, driving our metrics up. Andy Jennings, hey guys, love your work and the regular pod. Uh, a couple of questions here. Well, firstly, when are we going to get Simo on the pod to convince him to go another year? Valid question. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well... Let's message Dave and we'll get it teed up. Yeah, yeah I was sort of saving the, the Simo pod, thinking maybe we do it towards the end of the year, but I mean, he's um, or know, the way he's going at the moment. Can we can we contract him as like a guest host? A guest host, yeah. Oof. As a third role within the club? Yep. <laughs> Player, mentor, CFR host. podcast host. <laughs> um, and just quickly, how much of a difference do you think it would have made to have Stens in the middle on uh, or last night's game? Not, not to the result, but definitely to um, maybe a, um, you know a, a more enjoyable performance. I suppose he certainly would have had an impact. He I think has my nerves would have been more settled. Yeah, I, I was nervous up until the second goal went in. To be honest, I kept yeah, thinking, well, you know, at least we can get a point out of this. Yeah, look, we we all absolutely love Niz, but for whatever reason, and you know, we know Niz in the role that he's been playing in in the last sort of couple of games. That's where he's been for the academy and the youth but when he started the season he was obviously a little bit higher up the park on the right hand side and I think he had more of an influence in the game there especially going forward and I think Stens was mostly doing sort of the dirty work 
in the back play. And I think I think now, after seeing him play in those first few games in the season, I would probably prefer Niz a little bit higher up the park. And he I did do a good job at cutting out balls. He did, balls. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's still obviously having, you know, still sort of having really good moments. But I, I think we saw maybe last week and this week he's maybe not having as much of an influence. He's, I wouldn't go as far to say he's struggling, but maybe hasn't hit the form he did pre the injury. Fair to say that Stens makes a massive difference and we miss him still. Uh, Mark Sostak uh, wants to know if Allo should be saved only for a substitute's berth or should he be starting by now? I am more than happy as is. Leave it. Yeah, yeah if it's not I, broken, I don't fix it. Urania and Simo have those fantastic combinations. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Luke Stilo. Uh, hey, boys, love the pod. Serious question. Is it too early to start thinking about a special tifo for Stadge? Never too early. Um, happy to consider any and all options. We need uh, workers to get tifos um, and money up and running and <laughs> money. I was gonna I was gonna talk about it last week. Some of the tifos we used to do, um, you know, cost about four five hundred dollars. Yeah, for paint and fabric, and that's mm-hmm. probably on the cheap end if you want to do a good one. Yeah, and then you gotta you gotta factor in man hours as well. How many you know we used oh, to have about six people or so, and we'd spend at least a day, full day plus sewing. Well, that, uh, the last big, 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 big one that we did, actually, no, sorry, not the last one, but one of the recent big ones that we did, the O'Donovan one, um, that was done oh, yeah. over the space of three weekends, I want to say. Painted in someone's backyard. Yeah, yeah, traced yeah. up in my lounge room um, yeah. in sections, yeah. That, <laughs> that shit is not easy. Yeah, the one where we used to do it was uh, actually roughly where we're sitting, Club Tugra, but um, obviously that's long gone. Long so gone. we actually need a space to do it. Yeah, can't just hijack a random car park. I mean, we could see how that goes, but, you know. It's best to have a wall and a projector, yeah. we found anyway. Yeah, that's it. Scotty McGee. Uh, g'day, Scotty. Do you think Simo is playing out of his skin because he's finally getting the service he needs and finally has the quality around him? Also, do you think he and Urania are the best pair that we've had up top in a long time? Shuckers. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Easy. Seaton Wilson, everything has gone really quiet on the sale of the team. Do we have an update on where it's up to? Should we be doing something or can we be doing something to get as many people as possible to games? It's all gone quiet, hasn't it? It has a little bit, yeah. And I think uh, that's kind of to be expected with, you know, there's no news on the broadcast deal or anything like that. I don't think they can really do anything until the broadcast deal is finalised. I'm 100% okay with the quietness. Just (laughs) keep the lights on, Mike. Yeah. Keep it flowing. And uh, keep that shit out of the media while we're going well. Yeah. And apologies. Status quo it is. is apologies good. too, Mike, if he's uh, listening. He probably is. That um, I am very glad that he is not partaking in any of what's going on around us at the moment. Um, this is for us to enjoy and uh, he can enjoy it over there by himself. Sorry, that's, Mike. Yeah, I think that's fair enough as well. Um, he's maybe been a little bit too outspoken in, in about certain topics in recent years I think Sean has been on the show sort of recently and has mentioned that yeah of course he is still looking for, for other investment um, but you know there's there's no you can't have anything concrete until you know all the, the finer details of the league are actually fleshed out it's all a bit up on the air mm. Lee Cooper g'day again Lee this team is great and is getting the job done but do you think we'll be able to dominate opposition like City uh, like City beat Victory over the weekend, uh, or like the Mariners under Arnold beat Sydney 6-2. If so, how far away do you think that is? And if not, why not? I don't think it's our modus operandi. I think we do enough to get the win and that's it. But I won't be surprised if we do it against Victory. 
I, uh, <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's only a matter of time until this team absolutely smashes someone. Um, I think you. I, I agree with you, Jimmy. That it is. It's. It's not our mo to to go out and necessarily smash someone. But I don't think it was our mo that night that we smashed Sydney seven two either. If it happens, it happens. It's yeah. fine. But there's going to be a night yeah. where everything clicks. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, you know, Simo's going to bag a hat trick. Orenia's going to get seven. Um, you know, we're probably going to bet the Jets eleven nil or something. And it's going to be fantastic. Birgitte penalty. That's what I want. Victory. My only my only thing to that would be is why it won't happen is because especially last week and this week, we're just not controlling the game well enough. Even though even though we're getting the result, but we're just simply not having enough of the ball to... If and to, when we to, play a team that To shit. really influence it, yeah. And I mean, yeah. how many shots did we have last night? 14 or something like that? Something like that. And I mean, we also you know, probably could have scored four or five in the second half last week as well. So I think it probably comes down to two things. Maybe our finishing a little bit is a little bit off and um, getting a hold of the game a little bit better. 27th of March. <laughs> Don't jinx it. <laughs> Les Hornery. Uh, g'day, Les. Good to see you, mate. The Central Coast gibberer. Um, he's been saying for a long time that over the last few years, uh, and this is something Studge touched on last night as well, we as the Mariners have sort of gone away from what made this club successful. Um, Les wants to know what we think of an idea that the MPL1 should have or teams in the MPL 1 should have four spots reserved for local players and uh, the A-League team should have two spots reserved for local players. Great idea. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All 100%. For Especially for regional teams. I mean, like mm. like we saw last night, locals scoring for your own <sighs> club in yep. sort of a David versus Goliath type sort of a situation. Mm. Nothing better. So isn't the rule that um, ever since COVID, you know, after the break... That uh, you have extended bench and those that bench positions have to be under twenty three. I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. Which is why we're seeing so many under twenty threes getting minutes this season. Yeah, so just you know, make a couple of them spots locals. Yep, done. This touches on Paul Hart's question as well. How much of a buzz do you guys get personally by watching a Coasty Junior play for our team, mate? Absolutely incredible. Um, you know, just speaking for myself and maybe speaking for Luke a little bit here too as well. Having watched Hatchie come through the academy over the last several years and um, scoring with his first touch last night, mate, I'm still buzzing. There's nothing better. I mean, you know, we spend a lot of our time, obviously, you know, around the club um, doing this, going to games, going to away trips. And I love to go and watch the academy and see who's going to be the next hot thing to come through. And there's a few that I thought, you know, sort of would make it and have maybe been on the fringe and maybe haven't. And then there's those few like a Nisbet, like a hatch, um, even like a Bahaja, you know, or a Wales that have sort of come through and you think they're going to make it and they're going to mm. become sort of a good A-League level player and there's nothing better. Yeah. Nothing better. It's, it's a bit, it's, it even goes further. It's, it's, it's my own kids. It's my mate's kids. It's my mm. grandkids. These, you know, that aspiration, that element of it, that is, it's everything. It's, uh, that's what, who we are. I can't remember if it was... Um Harper or Ben that mentioned on the comms, it's getting to the point I have noticed that, that you know the, the story of, oh this, this kid was once a ball boy for this team and yeah. now he's scoring Yeah, that story is happening more and more and it's just brilliant. Mm. Yep, yeah so good to see. Um, this ties in kind of nicely to Dean Payne's question, speaking of, uh, of locals is Matt Simon going to win another golden bird at the club? I can't quite remember how many is won now, but can you please remind me? 
Well, Dean, I think you'll find that uh, he's the Mariners' all-time leading goal scorer as well as six-time Golden Boot winner, just for your information there. I uh, hope that helps. So I think, from correct me, you might know, Pete, because you're the master of the Matt Simon stats, but he scored 11 in the season before he left for China. Yep. yep. In, was that in 2011 or 20? I thought I heard it was 2008 in the coverage last Maybe, night. Maybe, yeah. I'm trying to remember what it was. So he's 100% on track to beat that. Yeah, and I, I think, think he might have scored his 11 most the in a season year before well. that too. That's his most in one season, I think. I'll tell you one thing that he's really improved on. Less offsides. I remember celebrating one of his offsides. Like, he set a record. <laughs> and that was many years ago. But yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you're both right, in fact. It was 2008-2009 uh, that he scored 11. And oh, yes. again in 2010-2011, which was oh. the season before the season before he left China. Uh, actually, right. no, it was the season before he left, sorry. Because he, he scored twice in the game he left, didn't he? Against... Yeah, that's right. He, he scored seven, seven goals that season. Or something, because I remember that night was sort of very similar to last night. It was like Matty's... Maddie's um, send off, and mm. you know we weren't sure if we were ever going to see him again. And he scored two goals, massive win, and it was a really good night. So, so I mean, pr- prior to that, um, his well, I mean, since then rather, his his highest total goal scoring um, or goals scored in a season rather has been seven, and that was in twenty eighteen nineteen. Um, he's already got five this year. Yeah, and I think that's what they <laughs> talked about last night. That is, how many games is it so far? And uh, he's already... 11 appearances, 836 minutes, five goals. Hmm. He's well on the way to beating that. Yeah, no, let's get it. So, yeah, there's a fair chance. We'll see what Allo has to say about it. Um, hmm. Keenan Jensen, during the autumn months, is there any chance this club can play the a- uh, can ask the A-League, rather, to play 2pm Sunday kickoffs? Look... Yeah. It's not a terrible idea. I know it's the norm in England, but I think that the main reason it's the norm in England is because they don't want people to drink for hours beforehand. Uh, one issue you're going to have here is once the local leagues start kicking off, yeah, it's um, going to have a massive local. clash with that. So yeah. you're going to lose a, quite a few fans that yeah. way. I don't, yeah, I don't exactly hate the idea, but for me personally, give me nighttime football. Any day of the week. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, later, the later the kick off, the better. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, not so much. Like, once I've got a kid and I would like to bring him, and I just can't bring him to a seven pm Monday night game. Yeah, I know. Nah, it's just fine. my personal preference. That's fine. Yeah, just, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't need to worry about. Just it. He doesn't have school. Just let him sleep in the <laughs> bay. No, no I, look. There is no swearing in the bay. It's all fine. <laughs> it's I, all I love PG. nighttime games. I'm, I'm <laughs> Unless it's a Jets yeah. game. Six yeah. pm is fine for me. Like, yeah, six pm is good. Yeah. yeah, even seven's okay on a Saturday or. And yep. the club would have to ask the A-League to ask Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's all a mess. Well, who knows how long we'll be with Fox for. Um, anyway, moving on. Dylan Payne wants to know, without the deflection, do you think Matty's uh, goal was going in? I actually think it was. Yeah. And if, it, yes. and if it wasn't going to go in, it was going to force a very good save from Federici. Far post, baby. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it was on track for me. Uh, Hutto on the ccmfans.net forum wants to know if last night was Clisby's best game for the Mariners. As a previous Jack Clisby <laughs> critiquer? Replacement fan? Uh, yes. He has... I will absolutely eat humble pie and say he's improved out of sight in the last three or four games. Totally agree. Yep, 100%. Best yellow card ever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually, yeah. That was probably the highlight. Scott Mack on the ccmfans.net forum also. Will Ureña always be the provider rather than the scorer or is it just a matter of time until someone puts him into space to uh, bag a few goals? He's definitely got more goals than him. 
definitely has more goals than him. He's again, he's getting in really good positions. Probably could have had a couple against Perth, was it, or the game before when he had some good when he had a Perth. Of he should have looks at goal. Yeah. yeah. So I think he'll be maybe a little bit disappointed that he hasn't got a couple more. But I mean, I'm more than happy with him at the moment I in think the he's role got that he's in. More assists in him than he does goals. Yeah. So do I. Well, I think he's. I think I saw he's got two, but I swear he has more than that. I saw. Two on some stats. Look, the amount of times he's been involved in yeah, build-up or he sort of, or he yeah, more than or he sort of gets assists. like a secondary assist or yeah, something like exactly. that. He's he's it's it's not like he's not involved in the play at all. So, um, yes, I think he'll get more goals. One hundred percent. Happy. Don't really mind. Um, ben Ten, just quickly, when defending, do you think the boys are sitting too deep at times, or is a couple of good balls into the box last night from the cows that uh, only would have taken a bit of a toe to turn in? Thoughts. Yeah, we got stuck in a bit of a rut there, didn't we? And then Sub sort of dragged us out back out of it. So yeah, I, I think sometimes we do sit a bit too deep and we can't hold on to it when we get into um, our final third, like getting up there. But um, you know, two nil. It is true. Do? It is true. But um, luckily, they were like Browns cows on those <laughs> balls. <laughs> Finally, Joel Craig on Twitter. Are you guys going to join in with the mimicking of the warm-ups next week? Now, someone has Fred has had the good idea. That this could be a um, what would you call it? An unlock for our fundraising. Okay. All right. So not only do we go full kit, but when Kowal comes out, we need to go down the fence and copy everything he's doing. <laughs> wow, I love it. As yeah. part of the fundraising. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into it. In the full kit, obviously. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I can't be there. I'm obviously otherwise. I'll no, no, no. You have here. to come down. <laughs> I'll see if I can get a roving mic. If I can get a roving mic sorted, I'll, oh, I'll see cool. what I can do. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, yeah, no guarantees. Um, get the um, when he scores, mm. or whoever scores, just get them to come over to you, and they can announce their own goal. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that'll just about do us this evening. It's been a uh, another fairly long one. I'm spent. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, stick a fork in me. I don't know whether I don't know whether to apologise for the long pods or if people are enjoying the long pods or what's sort of happening. But um, look, as long as they're entertaining, I guess we. Um, yeah, well, I mean matters. we're that sort of bloody positive at the moment, and especially doing the pod the day after when everything's still fresh. It's just uh, as you so nicely put it before Moz. It's just spewing out of us. So. Yeah, we're so excited to talk about things that we just. You yeah, know, blurt it out and keep going. And Can't fresh, contain so ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, just before we do go, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Lynn McIntyre. Uh, she's been in hospital for a few weeks now, about five weeks um, after a bit of a fall. Um, she is a diehard Mariners fan, and I think she's a uh, fan of the pod as well. Yep. Um, so, look, thoughts, uh, thoughts, shout out to you, Lynn. Uh, hope you get better real soon. Sending our love. Yeah, love you. Love, <laughs> love you. you. Of course. Love you. <laughs> That'll do us. Um, let's wrap this and pack this and, uh, and get home and get the show online. Let's do it. Beautiful. Seven clear. Yeah. Let's go. Seven clear. Seven let's go, clear. Baby. Wow. Should be ten. Should be ten. Uh, <laughs> love you too. Bye. <laughs> love you. I'll see you. Bye. So this start isn't as good as Mariners championship season, yeah. but better than both our premiership seasons. Hello. I'm not saying it's coming home. Hello, chicks. <laughs> <laughs>
was going to... the outro. I'm going to take my little Bluetooth speaker and start playing... It's coming home. Yeah, full ball's coming home. Oh, shit. Yeah, sneak, sneak away.